Hello and welcome back to the Timbers from the Spot podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Tyler. And today, for the very first time in our history, we have a very special guest with us. I'd like to welcome uh, Rocky. You may know him. He runs Instagram, Talk, in, Talk Into Woods. Rocky, would you like to introduce yourself for a little bit? Hey guys. Uh, yeah, Rocky here, Talking in the Woods. Uh, just have the Instagram up. Uh, third season. Um, just wanted to share... Uh, share my experiences as a fan and get the fans a little uh, closer relationship with the players. Uh, I like giving stuff away. So if you follow me, I've got 1200 coming up here pretty soon. So I might have another giveaway. Um, but yeah, I just love the timbers uh, first and foremost, green and gold and uh, happy to happy to be on your show with you guys. We're, we're very glad to have you and we're very glad to get into a very important episode because as people know, it's decision day on Sunday, and you know we got a lot coming up. But first, let's get into this LAFC game. I mean, we see a lot of changes here in this lineup. I think a lot of unexpected changes, considering the run, you know, the the form that we've been on. You know, I think yeah. a lot of us were surprised to see the changes. Certainly, I know. I was sitting there before the game started, and then looking at this lineup, I was very worried. I'm going to be honest. Sitting in the stands and seeing that. Guys like Jimmy are out, Blanco, Williamson's not starting. That definitely concerned me, but I will say the product on the pitch did not disappoint me. And I know we lost, but I was still pleased by what I saw out of these guys. Yeah, very much so. I mean, Moreno's not a surprise, obviously, being in the start, but not having Blanco in the start, not having Eric in the start, uh, and, and not having Zach in the start, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, but seeing Mosquera and seeing the chemistry on that that right side with this Bria and Chara was that was awesome. Uh, I yeah. can't wait to see that get a little more fruitful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must say I was. I think when I was kind of looking at the lineups, I wasn't that surprised to see uh, Jimmy dropped because you know it just hasn't been producing lately in terms of goals and assists, and at some point. From your DP attacker, you have to stop saying, well, he's doing all these other things, and you have to ask him to start producing. I think he hasn't been doing that, so I think it was about time we drop him. I was very surprised to see Williamson drop, you know, kind of the metronome of our team. Same thing kind of along with Blanco. You always know he can produce that quality, so it's always worth to have him in the starting lineup if he can go about 60 minutes. And I do think Zach being dropped was quite surprising, but I did love the quick insertion of Juan into this lineup. Quite literally quick. Yeah. He, he is quick. <laughs> he is quick. But uh, but yeah, and I thought he did not really miss a beat. I mean, you could, it's not like, I don't know. It's his first game, but I think he looked really good for home debut against a really good LAFC team also. I think I, I, we'll he say, definitely. I thought, I thought like maybe the first 15, 20 minutes, he was still trying to find, you know, kind of the weight to put on his passes, the speed. He was still trying mm-hmm. to find that. But once it clicked right around the 20, 25th minute, I mean, he got into it. It looked yeah. It looked perfect. Yeah, I think he got three or four crosses. He had some good crosses game. too. Yeah, he, he got he got quite a few crosses. crosses. Yeah, that's you know honestly that's something we were waiting for Van Riken to do for a long time. Was we were waiting for those solid crosses in the game because mm-hmm. honestly we've we've lost a lot of that crossing attack since Viafania left in my my opinion and Marrera for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to have Mosquera be that impactful that quickly. Uh, especially with the start is I'm, I'm very happy with that piece that we've got. Yeah. yeah. I think the only person who isn't happy by his performance is Van Rankin and probably Bonilla as <laughs> yeah. well. Because, yeah. 
Bonilla yeah. might might have thought he would have had a chance when Van Rankin leaves, or might have had a thought he had a chance with Van Rankin's poor form. He's got no chance anymore. Van Rankin knows he's gonna go back to Liga at this point. Yeah, I think he's, gotta he's go not back. gonna come back. Yeah. So I mean, the writing's on the wall for both of them, but Timbers fans could not be happier. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. And he's he's a he's a rather good and I mean he's a higher investment. I think he's like a two or three million dollars. Two million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, two million dollar right right back. So. That's awesome, and Van Ryken was a million, and that's probably overpriced. As, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, um, looking back know. on it now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and honestly, like, and this is all like, gotta take it to heart too, because I love these guys too. I you know I talk to them in person a lot of times, and and this is nothing against his personality. He's an amazing dude, but it's really hard to watch him play soccer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we have that is something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast over the last probably season season and a half yeah um but i think if he doesn't go back from his loan i think that is a mistake at this point honestly but mosquera is literally going to set a high bar for the next right back yeah Mm -hmm. which is good honestly that's something that we've needed since we left like you said i mean we've really just been missing that outside back potency i guess now we have bravo but and now if mosquera can fit into that role that'd be that'd be great going forward yeah yeah, I, was, I will say this is this is probably Bravo's best game as a timber. I mean, he looked incredible, yeah. running up and down, right. winning every single ball. You know, getting interceptions, crossing the ball in one of his best offensive games. He almost had his first goal. Oh, his yep. shot, yeah, he had what oh, two shots? Header. I think he had oh two. Yeah. Header that yeah. hit the bar. Yeah. I wanted him to score so bad, so bad. Oh. When you can hear the <laughs> ping from across the pitch, oh my god, yeah, because <laughs> it gets a little bit delayed because you see it and then you hear this ping. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, but uh, I wanted to say that Eric uh, was a little bit. He had a knock in practice, so Did he wasn't going to okay. start. Oh, so okay. That. Okay. That's why he came in a little bit later. That's, but I, that's what I figured. It had to be. <laughs> yeah. No other a little reason. Knock. Yeah. But we. I mean, we could have had Ayala play in that position too. But mm-hmm. Freitas that's is true. more of. Uh, I think. Char. Uh, Goc is a little bit higher up uh, as Paredes right now so yeah and i think actually paredes has stepped up in the last couple weeks also the last couple games especially i think he's looked pretty good um i will say i don't think he can be a good partner alongside diego who's more defensive i think yeah he's a good partner alongside paredes would be a good partner alongside williamson in the sense that you know then you have one center mid who's more attacking and one center mid who's more defensive and when you kind of pair them both in the middle it's kind of more two defensive minded mids i obviously know diego char can go forward as he pleases, he can do anything he wants. But, yeah. you know, it's more of his, you know, thing to stay back. And Paredes doesn't really have as much going forward as Williamson has. So it kind of yeah. brings a little bit, it brings the attack down a little bit. On that on that same vibe, which is hilarious, because didn't Chara score two goals this year? Or at least a goal? Or he has at least, year, I know he has two. at least one. He has, and, he's, and he earned a PK. So whoever he's playing with while he's going forward, keep that lineup. And I think yeah. it's that yeah. last five. Yeah. Like, uh, he has two assists this year. No goals. Oh, no goals. Okay. Yeah, no goals. So last year it was two goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was yeah. doubled his season or his uh, career because he only had two. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I saw a replay the other day of the, the header goal that he had against the LA Galaxy, if you remember that one, where he got way up. And it was oh, like a, yeah. it ended up being like a five-two game. How does he I get think. that high? Yeah, yeah. it was all, <laughs> such a great goal. So He'll probably good. still get that high. I mean, probably, yeah. He, he yeah. can still do anything. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. He's. I will say, I think uh, Mabiala again showed why he just shouldn't be starting games for us anymore. 
looked off the pace, looked out of position. I don't know, like, unless unless there was a knock to Zach we didn't know about, there really was no reason to not start Zach in this start game. Zach. That yeah. one I don't know. Uh, I, can't, I, can't exp- I can't explain that one to you other than trying to get Mavi all of more minutes, assuming that Gio thinks we're going to win this game uh-huh. on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. To get everybody, if you want to get everyone ready for, for playoffs, you got to get everyone minutes. Well, Zach um, missed. I'm think the only thing I think of, like the smallest thing I think of, is Zach missed the last game because of yellow card. He might have had a yellow card. Yeah, he did, he did I, last game, and yeah. then so Mobiola came in, and then Gio for some reason just decided to keep it, and I, I don't really know Which, why. <laughs> you know, that's not the first time yeah. that's happened this season either. Yeah. When somebody yeah. Yeah. It, it still, yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's it's really hard. Was, but it only it only took me honestly one practice to to watch to see like things are things like things that they do in practice are not what you see a lot of times on the field. Um, I watched an entire practice where everyone played opposite positions, so like uh-huh. all the defenders were forward and all the all the forwards were back. Uh, probably just to get them to realize like their positions and understand them a little bit more so because the best way to learn something about someone else's position is to play it a little bit so yeah um so yeah i mean goc thinks like obviously he saw something in in practice with muscara and espria and chara working working that well together up the right side Mm. so there's things that are happening that we're not seeing um definitely and uh that like uh, obviously eric uh, being injured uh, doesn't help. Just a little sprain, though. He still played, so yeah. yeah. I, I assume think. I assume he'll probably be starting, you know, yeah. this weekend, yeah. barring any other yeah, little. But, yeah, and then Mabiala, like, yeah, I've I've always loved him as a super sub, and when he does play super sub, he's a super sub. But when mm-hmm. he starts, it's really hard because he's, mm-hmm. you know, or Jill subs him too late, or he plays him too late, and as soon as. I see Malviala with his hands on his hips. It's too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's a true. sign. It's like it's five minutes. It's five minutes too late. You should have shoved him out five ten minutes. Ago, yeah, so. but yeah, it's. I mean, he's like you said, the perfect like up a goal, throw him in with about ten minutes left yeah. to protect the lead because he's a he's a senior guy. He's got the experience, big physical guy. So that's more when you're packed into the box, and you know he doesn't need to use the little bit of you know the not non-existent pace that he has and so yeah. i think that's you know that's really good but when the game is out and open like it is in this lafc game when you have you know a bela running at you when you have a rango running at you it's not great to have mobby all on the back yeah they and were it, fast we needed twins we needed some fast guys in the back and yeah because i mean realistically all their chance not all of their chances but the majority of their chances came off a counterattack. yeah that they just mm-hmm. got forward with four or five guys going at either the two or three that we had back and yeah Luckily, they didn't score too many of their chances there, but yeah, still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say for as good as Bravo was in this game, uh, I still shuddered basically any time Vela got the ball one on one against yeah. Bravo because we know Bravo struggles against players with a bunch of skill moves because Bravo loves to lunge, and that's kind of how he got beat for the first goal. Is he lunged, Vela used that to kind of get by him just the tiniest bit, do Vela mm. things and bend it in the top second left. one. But I would say Bravo did. Barring that, and then I think one other time, he did a very good job of kind of staying in front and not getting bit too much, yeah. which I think is a big improvement for him. No, he had a lot of great plays. Uh, I I really, really, really like Bravo. Uh, there's a reason why his stats are so good on MLS as well, because yeah. he's a great player. Uh, his ta- I wish 
sometimes his tackles were a little bit more controlled. Yeah. Instead of just, mm-hmm. instead of, I feel like he, he gets there and he's really focused on just getting the ball away. When if he tackled but controlled his controlled his tackle, like get it get it to a pass, because mm-hmm. that's when you can catch somebody on a break. Yeah. Because yeah. if if Bravo's all the way back in our end, uh, that means somebody's up top ready to run. So. Yeah. And I will say for not the first time this season, Bravo has the most touches on the team. Uh, in this he, game, yeah, in the most most touches, oh. at least in our on our team, he's got eighty seven. 83, which is at least 10 more than any other player. Which, I mean, we've seen that happen a few times because Bravo just gets on the ball. It's always, he just pops up here and there. I mean, there's a point, like, at the end of the game when we were chasing, you know, when we were, you know, kind of chasing the second goal. Not even when we were, you know, tied 1-1. He was kind of, he was up in the middle all of a sudden. Yeah. And I'm like, how did he get up there? What is he doing? And the next thing you know, he's sprinting all the way back. Yeah, but I was going to say, it worked. I mean, he was getting there, he was winning. He's playing the ball in, getting out wide, playing good crosses in. I mean, that's kind of all you can expect from him, honestly. And he did a great job filling that role, so. Yeah, no. Which is kind of weird, because like, usually the more touches you get, the more people are attacking you. So, Mm -hmm. our other teams think Bravo's our weaker side. And he's, or is he just really good yeah. on that side? And no matter what they, they try to do on the right, because honestly, if you were going up against, who would you rather go up against if you're LAFC? Would you rather go up against Mascara or Bravo? I mean, you got to take Mascara in that yeah. situation. But I think, I think <laughs> I mean, at least purely for LAFC, yeah. it was Vale as a right wing. That's true. So they're yeah. just going to feed yeah. Vale the ball. I mean, we saw it in like when they played Dallas. You know, you've got um, Ariola and Velasco. Yeah, you've got Ariola and Velasco. And they were, like, continuously switching sides. And they would just continue to, like, push it down different sides. They tried one side for five, ten minutes. And then when that, you know, when that stopped working, they went down the other one. So we've seen teams kind of switch it up depending on who's having a good game and whatnot. And I think Bravo most yeah. of the time has always done well enough. And, I, you know, the thing I say is Bravo will make a lot of, you know, mistakes reaching for the ball too much or whatnot. But he also saves, I mean, he also makes a lot of, like, well, I mean, so in this one, he made a, he made, you know, he made a save. <laughs> Goal line save. Yeah, literally. Goal line right. save with his head, which he's done multiple times this season. Yeah. He did it in the he game away that. at Seattle. Yeah. You know, he does it quite a bit. And I think he has that knack for always being able to kind of pop up in the right spots for as much as, you know, he gives away position sometimes, which I think is very funny, yin and yang of his, of his playing ability. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we're just mm-hmm. going to see him continue to get better and better. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we yeah. saw at the start of last season, you know, really struggled giving away so many pens and whatnot. I mean, we were—I mean, most of the fans were like, "Why'd we sign this guy? You know, waste of money." And I think he slowly won pretty much everyone over. I still see yeah. people. I saw people talking and, uh, talking about how Bravo was having a bad game after. I was this. just gonna say, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand but if you watch I, that game. Honest, I, I could see a little bit of that because I've been kind of watching him a little bit. But I, I honestly think he's had better games. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Not that. Not that he, I mean, he had a lot of great plays, um, but I, th- I'm, a lot of it too can be the overall the team just isn't passing very well, or just mm-hmm. not the percentage That's isn't true. Right there. But, yeah. um, but a big part of it for me too is I really had, it's it's kind of like with with basketball when you have a block, like you could block it, but if if you actually grab the ball and control it and pass it instead of just basically doing a clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, which he has a lot of. Like, I just wish a little bit more of those numbers were were passes. Um, but I do appreciate 
how aggressive he is in the blocks and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, so we yeah. kind of what you're saying is, about the the blocks in basketball. I'm I'm a, I'm a big basketball guy, so I kind of kind of going to make a direct reference here. Uh, Bill Russell sweet. was really good at like those sort of blocks. He was really good at you know controlling how he blocked it. He was really good at blocking yeah. the ball to his teammates so they could start the yeah. fast break rather than. You know, like Wilt Chamberlain would just block the ball out of bounds because he wanted to make it this. Yeah, he wanted to make this big spectacle about it because that's all Wilt Chamberlain ever cared about was making that big spectacle. But yeah. Bill Russell cared about the team and yeah. would block it, you know, straight to his teammates. And I'm not saying, you know, whenever Bravo doesn't, you know, tackle and get the ball straight to a teammate that he's trying to create a spectacle. But, right. you know, it's just kind of the, you know, Bill Russell right. was always thinking about the team and how to start that break. And if Bravo does start to get doing that, I mean, the Timbers are just going to be so much is that side just going to be even so much better yeah 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 but still i do i am definitely i'm hard on our guys but i mm-hmm. i do love bravo yeah he's definitely yeah. one of our best players yeah i've always been a i've always been a day one day one bravo lover <laughs> even when he even when he was struggling at the start because yeah. he plays like i do which is just going in for tackles oh that's awesome you know and so i, I mean i've always i've always kind of i've always kind of had a little soft spot for him yeah. which is why i always right. defend him Right. And my generation right. thinks he looks like Dustin Hoffman, so we got that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I would say, I would, so I can talk more about the back line here. I'd say most yeah. of the back line kind of struggled in this game, you know. Yeah. Bill looked a little bit lost at times, winning the ball and whatnot. Zuparic, I mean, gets beat in the, you know, as part of the reason for the last goal. I mean, obviously, LAFC's a really good attack. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. they, they just, I mean, they're the shield winners for a reason. You know, their attack's yeah. really good. They break down defenses. But, I mean, yeah. to see, I think, you know, especially the way the last goal was created, it really was, it was just like, it was just demoralizing. Yeah. You know, without it was, such a good was, game. Yeah. At, at some of those, like, I almost couldn't get mad at the defense because I feel like they did what they, what they needed to do. But I think mm-hmm. the skill level from that, from that striker was was yeah there there, there is a point where there's not much you can do yeah what you're supposed to do like yeah you can't get mad at somebody else's good goal yeah good team goal that's why i think with like the vela goal especially the first vela goal you know you know you can blame bravo as much as you want for you know getting a little bit out of position but i mean Mm. you know vela places that kind of anywhere else ivacic is probably getting there i mean he perfectly placed that top left that's something really only like vela can do yeah. yeah, I mean that's why yeah. he was MVP so many years ago is because he's he's just an incredible player. Yeah, it was that second touch that that gave yeah. it to him. Yeah. So I was I was hoping Bravo would go Adam and Santi would would step out of it, mm-hmm. but like you said, Bravo stepped short and instead of stepping forward, he just kind of stood into the block position again. Mm-hmm. And I think if he had more communication with Santi. Maybe Santi could have pushed in on him or put the body in on him instead of mm-hmm. stepping back. But yeah, I think that was that was a little miscommunication there because Vela definitely needed to be double teamed. And Bravo yeah. can take him, <laughs> yeah. But but when he's that close and he's he's right at the box, like come on. I mean, like, yeah. he just gave Vela that. Car- one. When Carlos Vela cuts in on his left foot at the top of the 18, you do not let yeah. him shoot. <laughs> that is like the no. one time when yeah, he's like, like, you give him, him like if he wants to, you know, you basically right. like. Angle yourself like against the sideline, basically to make him go right. everything to go on his right. You just don't let that, him. I mean, you just don't let him do that. That's like watching the orc with the flame going toward the wall, <laughs> and, and Aragon's like, "Shoot him down! Shoot him down!" And then, oh, too late. Yeah, there you go. Scored. 
I don't know so. what, what I was thinking, but it's actually not top left. It's kind of just like perfectly over Ivicic. I definitely thought he hit that top yeah. left. Oh, yeah. Which wow. Ivicic like, gets a hand on. He does get a touch. So, does he? Yeah, he does. Okay. It's I didn't a pretty think he good got a touch hand on that, that you know, okay. maybe he should probably save, but yeah. You know, still, it's a, it's an incredible Vela goal. Puts it pretty much yeah. the only height he can to score it. And, yeah. You know. And like the perfect speed. I mean, it wasn't like a solid lob, it was a, like a, a good shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we got scored on a couple of good goals, but um, I, I don't know. I think I still stay. I still think if we had a better day, like it just wasn't our day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I for some reason I felt like a lot of our passes from the back toward the midfield were slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and LAFC kept catching up and mm-hmm. stealing those balls or forcing pa- forcing hard passes. Yeah, and we just we just were having a hard time getting past the midfield line. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of play just in the midfield in general also in this game. And I, I think that's where having, like, Eric Williamson really helps you out is, like, that ball progressor connecting the yeah. defense and the attack to the midfield, something that Paredes isn't, you know, too great at and something that, you know, Diego Char can do, but, you know, not his specialty, obviously. So I think that's really yeah. where we were missing Eric Williamson was helping to mm-hmm. connect the defense and the attack without having us bomb it down to the attack and having them yeah. control it there. Yeah. If he does his job well enough, it always opens him up for attack as well. Mm-hmm. That's what's so great about when he's having a good day. Yeah. yeah. I think part of it also, I still don't really understand his go-to coming in, and he's basically replacing Jimmy in this case. And I know that we talked about Jimmy being a little off in the attack, but in this go-to for me, he's just not, he's just not there. I think I would rather have Dyrone still in that nine spot and have Jimmy out wide again than having yeah. his go to in right now to start. Because mm-hmm. I just yeah. think he's not he's not winning what he should up top, and he's he, I don't know. I think he looked better in this game, but I still don't think he's the guy to be up top. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I you're right with especially with both of our DPs up front not really playing like DP level like. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not like, we're not being harsh. Like they're literally, we're just not getting the goals. We're not getting the numbers. We're getting, would we get like five or six PK kicks goals in a row? Um, and only like two or three goals, goals and run a play. Yeah. Um, we need to be a little bit more productive if we're going to do, uh, make a playoff run. Um, Yeah. But honestly, like do Fagasa got a brace. On yeah, his debut. Put That's Fugasa true. in, yeah. which he actually he like, came in for what like a minute at the end of this game or yeah, something. Like, yeah, like eighty eighth minute or barely something. Barely any time. Yeah, but yeah, it was during that terrible stoppage time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to really yeah. quickly get your thoughts on all three of our DPS. You know, do you think they should be DP? You know, do you think we should bring all three of them back as DPS? Do you think we should sell one or two, bring them back on like TAM deals? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so the the stuff I've read that what Jiri, Jimmy Chara would like to do was I think he would like to go back and play in Colombia. So okay. uh, as much as you know we love him and he's Diego's brother, uh, I think he wants to go play in his home country. So yeah. uh, I would I would let Jimmy go um, simply because I think he would be I think he would be happier there, um, and it would and when it open up a DP spot for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nizgoda, I would I would probably try to talk him down, um, or let him go. 
and that's another DP spot. But now we're kind of getting into a, a, a tickly gray area because we're going through some stuff, and I don't know how we're going to recruit our next new people. So yeah, uh, I'm not which, you know I'm not exactly sure how that works necessarily. If there's a transition yeah. of the office, how they would then negotiate. I don't know who's in charge of that or. I assume I they'll have they have an interim right now, and I assume they'll yeah. be hiring a new one. Yeah. You know, if there if and hopefully when there is a sale of the team, uh, you know, yeah. we get a you know you know get a new GM to come in and operate that. And there's also rumors that the new Apple deal will allow a fourth DP slot for MLS Sweet. teams. Oh wait, the Apple TV? Yeah, the Apple deal? TV deal yeah. is allowing a slot for a DP. They're like they're talking about it. You know that because of it, and you know because of the fact that. Apple TV is bringing MLS more money, you know. Oh, so they want more viewership too, and bring more viewership. So they try to get a fourth DP slot, which would also. I mean, that's a massive. That's a massive topic. That is huge. Yeah, Yeah. for that's that's pretty smart for Apple to do that. (laughs) That is, I I am a big fan of the Apple TV move, just because there's no blackouts. Because I do not like the blackouts. Yeah, well, I think it's it's I think it's a little mixture because it's very convenient for like I definitely think like the younger audience you know, who, you know, kind of know how to use, you know, smart TVs, Apple TVs and whatnot, who aren't, you know, who don't really use cable at all. But for, you know, some of the older generation who hasn't exactly turned around to it yet, I can see where that would be bad for them. That's fair. You know, and obviously Apple TV is going to be, it's probably going to be like a monthly subscription or something to get it all, which is, you know, that's not bad at all considering, you know, what, you know, cost of cable is. To get to get some of these games and to have it all in one spot is going to be really nice, especially yeah. with the no blackouts. But I mean, I can see I can see both sides of it. But I think this will be overall a net positive for the league, even yeah. though it's we won't have many nationally televised games to get it out there. Yeah, yeah. I think it might it might have to reshuffle watch parties. I'm not sure if every bar wants to get Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also that or if they already do. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there's definitely a lot of soccer bars here that mm-hmm. love showing games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I mean also, I think the bars would do it purely because of you know the revenue it brings in, the fact yeah, that yeah. people will come to their bars to watch a Timbers game, so they'll get Apple TV if they need to, you know, yeah, to continue having that true. revenue. So who's our was Blanco our third DP? Yeah, because I, I remember yeah. it was weird. It was like a it was like a minimum DP deal, so we could still have three U twenty two players, mm-hmm. and I think it was like the second years bringing it down to the second or third year is bringing it down to Tam. So I think he might okay. be non-DP, I think, in the third year of his yeah. contract. But he's like a minimum DP now, which is really weird. Yeah. I hate that. So, I, hate yeah. it so much. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I wouldn't mind keeping him. Um, I think he'll have a lot less drama <laughs> if uh, if uh, the people he doesn't like are gone as well. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, he could stay and be happier. Um and be more productive, but yeah, I think I, I think next year we get Blanco down off of DP, and then if the Apple thing comes through, four four DPS, yeah, that, that is huge. Just opens the door. I mean, for yeah, anything. Because I mean, if we have four yeah. DPS, and if everything goes the way that we're talking about, and Escoda's DP slot is open, so that's at least two. Blanco's is open, so there's three open already. And then we get the fourth one. We get the yeah, 
Almost so allows, where Jimmy takes off. Yeah, yeah. almost yeah. allows like too much space. He don't really know what to do with. But right. I mean, because that's where it becomes a build year. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we don't make the playoffs, we can be like, you know what? We've went, we do our team went through so much crap this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much, and like, and I feel so bad for the players, uh, yeah. Thorns and Timbers. Um, and I, you know, I'm. It just almost makes me more upset at the at the FO, but. These people work so freaking hard, and they're training twenty four. I mean, they're training when they're at home. They're resting, and that's part of training, mm-hmm. um, and keeping their feet up and doing their thing. But like, man, it's for. I mean, if you think about the players that we already have and who they can attract, we have a lot of Colombians, mm-hmm. we have some Argentines. Um, uh, you know, Mora. I just saw he um, built a house, so. Oh, nice! Nice. Portland, so it looks like more sticking around for yeah. a while. So maybe we can get, um, like, I kind of laughed at maybe he can get Vidal over. Yeah, <laughs> be, yeah, that would be, be kinda, that would be pretty cool. That'd be kind of a fun, you know. And if we're getting four DPS and Vidal's one of them, like, he's not the one DP we're bringing in. He would be one of four mm-hmm. or yeah. one of three. So yeah. Bravo can invite would, Messi over. Yeah, yeah. Bravo can invite <laughs> Messi over. Like, there's always something. Mabiala could get Mbappe over. Oh yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, there's there's all kind of connections. Fogat Fogasa is Brazilian. You know, bring some more Brazilians. Oh, we get Neymar on the team too. Why not? <laughs> right? Why not? Yeah, why over the front three for PSG. Why don't? Yeah. We? Right. Right. Except the the P is going to stand for Portland Saint Germain. Yeah. Yeah. We can kind of do what like uh, what the uh, Olympic Leon Leonas does with like you know they have at least with women's soccer where they have their French team and then they also have the rain up in Seattle you know PSG can do that with us yeah true yeah except right? we take their we actual players we could be their sister team yeah Navas does broke. need somewhere to play so true. I mean and Eugene is great wine country yeah 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 <laughs> But, I mean, I oh, think man. I think there's just a multitude of opportunities that will hopefully boost. And kind of you were saying whether like I think whether or not we make the playoffs, it needs to be a retooling year. I like to call it. It's not really rebuilding because rebuilding kind of mm. at least has the connotation of more um, you know being bad and like taking a couple years to be bad to rebuild. Retooling, you know, because I mean we're we're gonna be we got think, a lot of good pieces. Yeah, we've yeah. got we got a lot of good young pieces. Bravo, you know, Mascara, uh, McGraw, Moreno, Moreno, for however long he's here. Bill, you know, we've got we've got good young pieces to build on, so we don't exactly need to tear it all down. And, you know, we're not going to be bad next year. We might not be, you know, if we let these people go, we might not be good next year, but I don't think we'll be bad. You know, so if we bring in some good quality DPs, we can be pretty good well here's yeah. a here's a question for you guys where is the number one position that you're going to first for a new dp Striker. assuming all these guys leave Striker. actually wait. <laughs> i don't know i don't know more, i don't know i keep forgetting about the fact that more is like you know you know still a still an entity that will be on the team yeah. next year yeah. assuming he doesn't get hurt again for... assuming he doesn't get hurt again <laughs> yeah um i mean probably just like an attacking midfielder i okay. think yeah as a dp yeah. Okay. So you're saying Blanco's out? I pretty much. I, I think okay. Blanco kind of will revert to like a like a super sub kind of role. Yeah. Valeri kind of. Yeah. Kind of role. But yeah. put him in the super yeah. sub position before he has the decline. Like you know, we were a little late doing with Valeri, but yeah. 
I think that's probably that was a hard. That was a hard watch. Yeah, that was yeah. Watching Valeri <laughs> decline real slow but like yeah. that, and then when he was struggling after he keeps starting on the pitch, that was yeah, that was tough. Yeah. But, uh, I I think I have to agree. Uh, striker, I would love to just get a mean, uh, Fryan Bernandez. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> or someone, someone much like him. Like, like, please. I mean, like, he came into the team and just, striker. Yeah. he literally turned that team around instantly. Oh my gosh. Instant impact. Instantly. That was watching yeah. him play was insane. He was literally all over. His heat map was insane. And like, yeah. just didn't stop running. That was. I mean, when well, you, when you... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we <laughs> we really have an explanation for that one. But... Wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, Felipe, he's a freaking beers over. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, if we can get, uh, I want to say six million dollar striker or higher. Yeah, I think would be awesome. That would be big. Um, secondary would probably be a, a midfielder. Yeah, another number ten. Yeah. Um, and then I, I still and always want a DP defender. Yeah, I and, we've been talking about that for a while. Getting a DP um, center back would be great, but right. MLS teams with with DP, you know, other than Chicago with Schweinsteiger, uh, do really well. I mean, Ridgewell was a was a DP when we won 2015. Yeah, um, and there's some other teams that have had you know great DP defenders and just crushed it. And, mm-hmm. uh, if if we can get one, like I say, one DP defender, a super solid striker. Um, with the pieces we already have, I think the other two DPs would just be bonuses. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be that. Just yeah. those two positions, they could be great off season. If we come back in the next yeah. season with those two spots filled, a DP center back and striker, that'd be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and it's a great window to do it in. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. It's perfect timing. But I yeah. think. If, I mean, I think that's probably one of the suck. biggest question marks is because I mean, Paulson's never really been one to splash some cash. Mm-hmm. So you know, if we if if he did sell and we did get a new ownership in, would they be willing to splash the cash? And I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things is because if they are, then we can fill those positions with very high value, hopefully high quality players, as we always yeah. you know don't see. One of the things we've talked about is bringing Joseph Mar- Joseph Martinez here. <laughs> you know, his run his hey. runs up at Atlanta. Right. Hey, if he scored fifteen goals, we would we would. We would probably be shield winners. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. I mean, he'll have to he'll have to apologize to the staff who set up the. <laughs> set up the he'll have to apologize for that. That'll be the first thing he does. But uh, it's probably good chicken. The best, yeah. the the good, a good intro video for his signing is like the Timbers Timbers media director is walking walking down a hallway and then turns into the visitors' locker room and it's just Martinez just like cleaning up some rice and then it's just like Martinez right. has arrived. Like he's cooking for everybody. Chicken and rice for everybody. <laughs> Serving it. Oh, he's got a chef's hat on and yeah. everything. Oh, that'd be great. I mean I mean if if he didn't have, you know, if the attitude you know, if that Sort of, you know, that's who problem was fixed, and he was, you know, able to enjoy his time here. I think that would be a really good signing, you know. But, you know, there was a stat that I think Mike Donovan posted about. Uh, there was a couple lineups we've had this season where nobody else has played for an MLS team, and so we, you know, we we're kind of foreign exports rather than 
you know, we don't pick a lot from the MLS. Exports, yeah. No, yeah, we got Williamson I mean, we... from DC United's academy, but he still came through our academy to get to the first team. Yeah, so that's a little bit different. And then yes, he was too, yeah. a draft pick, and that's really about it. I mean, obviously Rasmussen was a draft pick, but we haven't seen him in yeah. you know over half a season because Bravo's back and healthy. Right. But I mean, besides that, it's really you know international players. Yeah, especially well, since Steve was, Clark you know, left. A lot of that is thanks to one of our rotten trees. Um, and the, the first rotten tree you spoke of uh, was telling the other rotten tree that he wanted more players and to spend more money. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying no. So that was the only positive thing about him. Um, you know, that's partially why we got Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, you know, responsible for Mascara and Moreno and everyone else yeah. that's on this team. So um, good recruiting. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's not good enough to, you know, a rotten tree like i said but uh man like you said like earlier guys like i'm excited to see what's going to come with the future because you know you know flowers come from manure i guess as they say right (laughs) yeah uh so hopefully this will fertilize the the next flowerings and we get some really good players and yeah uh, and I mean, I think yeah. back on the the Brian Fernandez idea. I think <laughs> if you're if you're talking about not wanting to spend money on a player like that, you literally just have to look at the impact he had for like what was he here for two months maybe, or was yeah, it barely, like like three months maybe? Yeah, he was not he came here for in that mid, long. He was midsummer, yeah. And just and the he impact just that he missed had, the playoffs. It, it's yeah. like I don't know. I think that shows that that's just worth it enough. Just watching a guy like that, how much of an impact yeah. he can have for this team. If you have somebody like that, oh, yeah. if he was here for the whole season that season, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That could have been a very different outcome. But Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, honestly, that's kind of how, not that, like, Moreno's there yet, but I see Moreno play like that on the field. Like, he owns the field a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he's, like, he's on a whole other level, and he's just playing down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, him and Bravo is a deadly combo right now <laughs> on that left yeah. side. Uh, yeah, yeah, him and Bravo, and then Spria Mosquera on the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been saying I, Moreno's probably only got one more season with us, maybe until you know some European team comes calling for him. Yeah, if he gets any better, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, he's already improved which, so much since he got yeah. here. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if he's that much better next season. Now too. he's like the focal point of our attack. When last season, all you could like only get in as a sub until the playoffs. When he started, you know, getting a couple starts here and there, and then just really exploded from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that assist from from Tuiloma's face was just a- yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and mean, that was that was incredible. I think you know that was I let out I let out of the noise I didn't know I could produce at, at <laughs> yeah. that goal. I mean, that was just incredible. Yeah, that was so insane. That was it, right? Oh. <laughs> That was that was fun one to make memes about for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, everyone wanted to know so. Bill's face was okay. They had him a video right. of him like doing a thumbs up in front of the camera. I mean, right. and then I was I did that meme of the uh, the what would the uh, Kansas City supporter be doing right now? Like that's what it feels like. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he just yeah, Tui Loma missed that uh, set piece mm-hmm. uh, a few games before and just smacked that that capo right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that was a good one. That was karma. Karma got him. Yeah. It was funny karma. Yeah. 
I mean, we we're gonna so uh, we'll, you know gotta bring it back to the LAFC game. I like to at least we talked about their goals a little bit. I like to at least highlight our goal. Yeah, Bravo delivers. You know, it comes after a good switching sides of the ball. Mabiella to Bill, who switches it over to Bravo. Bravo puts in a beautiful ball to Espria, who's just in the perfect spot yeah. between both defenders. Gets his head to it. Rocket header, pretty much right at the keeper. But it just goes, yeah. like, right over right over the keeper. So the keeper has no time to react, no time to save it's it. Too fast. Perfect goal. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, I was feeling like we could have won this game. I, that's what I was feeling. Yeah. Our attack too. was booming at the moment. And, I mean, the energy in the stadium to switch, too, yeah. after that. Oh, that's I mean, huge. Yeah. yeah. But, Which, it was pretty flat. I mean... Dude, it was so. I was in the sitting in the army, dude. It was so freaking hot, and like I was <laughs> oh, trying yeah. to chant, and I was like, ended up going to the bathroom and soaking my scarf in water and just wearing, <laughs> wearing a soaked scarf. So it was kind of smart, but um, I mean, the, the army was in the sun that goal. pretty much the entire time, right? Yeah, yeah, it was not like, and I could, you could, some, I think at least one or two people got sent to guest services because of heat stroke. Oh, so, really? Wow. Yeah, it was bad, but that goal, yeah, that hyped us up. That goal was sick. It was mm-hmm. like I said, pinpoint accuracy and no time to react. Yeah, and uh, always got to love a diver own goal too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, right. Yeah, and and for his mom, he didn't do a backflip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but to see, uh, we we got more pressure on. Uh, you're right about the the lineups before. We should have had Blanco probably on and Eric, and as soon as they came on, they made a huge impact. Yeah, and that's when we got that goal. So. Yeah. And then uh, I probably should have got a couple more. Yeah, I'd love to get both of your thoughts on uh, the Bravo incident in the 87th minute, where you know, kind of looks like he pulls down the guy from behind. First, it's not a penalty, even if it was a foul, because it's outside the box. Probably could have been a red card at that point if it's eliminating the yeah. last defender. But I'd love to get your guys's opinions on a whether or not was it a foul, uh, b uh, how long Elfath took at the monitor, and then uh, you know. <laughs> Kind of see the handball. I think he's still game. actually looking yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, he's right over there. He got home. He got home. He got home. He was like, "Let me see that again." Actually, yeah, yeah put that camera out of the VAR booth in his home. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I mean, do you, either of you guys do you think it was a foul? You know, I haven't seen replays of it. I mean, for me, in the moment, I thought it looked like a foul, and seeing the replay, I think. He has his hand on his shoulder. He's both hands. Um, he has, yeah, he's both hands on his shoulder, which outside the box. And then once he gets into the box, he takes the, sh- the hands off. Mm-hmm. And he actually does get the ball at the end. Yeah. So I, it's tough. I think, biased opinion, it's a great call. But unbiased, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's a, if I were an LAFC fan, I might be upset about that. I would be yeah. upset about that. Uh, I'm going to go... There's a phrase, uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, which is basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if Elfath would have called the foul, I think he would have spent the same amount of time looking at it and <laughs> yeah. not being able to overturn it. And I think yeah. it very easily could have, if he would have said PK mm-hmm. and they VAR'd it, I think they might have kept the call. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, he did put his hands on his shoulders outside the box and it looked like he was pushing down. But mm-hmm. it, it it was just kind of in between steps. And then as he let his hands go, I think the player was like, he's had his hands on me long enough, I'm just going to drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. that's kind of what he did. Which and is, then Bravo got a piece of the ball at the end. Yeah. So. yeah. 
Because I don't, I don't think he actually went down from the contact. That's the thing. No. So yeah, I don't. No. I don't. That's why I'm gonna lean towards it's not a foul. Yeah. I do have a very hope. Ladero move. Yeah. I yeah, do have was. hope that if he <laughs> called the pen, he would have realized that it was outside the box at the very least. I do agree kind of with what you're saying. I don't think he would have yeah. overturned it either way. But I do hope at least there would have been enough to where it would have been a foul outside the box, and it was very yeah. close to the box that it, it was a ter- it's a terrible free yeah. kick position. Because what I thought actually happened, as I I thought he took four and a half minutes to see if it was a foul, and then the last ten seconds realized it was offside. Oh, is that is that what happened? I think I possibly think that's what happened. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> so nobody even think like like I feel like he like looked at it ninety percent of the time, and then was like, okay, well if it's if it's this call, like if it's a foul, where did he get the ball passed from? Oh, and then saw yeah, that it was offsides, sure. and it was like, you know what, it's not. Because I think it was a goal kick. I don't even think it was a corner. Yeah, actually, that's true. Because if, if it was a corner, it would have Because it should have been a corner. Because mm-hmm. it was off of Bravo, it would have been a corner, and it wasn't yeah. a corner. It was a goal kick. So I think it was offside. Or was a corner, I think. Oh, they did give the corner. Yeah, yeah. they did, did the corner. Because El, El Fath points okay. to the corner afterwards. But okay. it took him two okay. and a half minutes at the monitor. Yeah. yeah. Which, when the guideline is, you know, clear and obvious... That is not. Standing at the monitor <laughs> yeah. for two and a half minutes is not clear and obvious. That is trying yeah. to find the exact like little wrong, you know. Yeah. Clear and, and obvious that's is looking just at the it for like thirty seconds or a minute. Yeah. And that's just monitor time. Mm-hmm. That that stoppage took like six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people have to like... speak in Elfast's ear and be like, Yeah, you know, maybe you should check this one out. They've been looking at yeah. it. They've been looking at it. You know? They've <laughs> been doing that for two minutes just yeah. that. And then another two and a half minutes. Because the foul happens in the 86 minute. Or like 86.15 is when Elfath points Mm. to the corner. And then at 87.40, he goes to the monitor. And then at 90.15, he says it's just a corner. So that's about like, that's like a four four or five minute ends up being a whole ordeal. Yeah. Ends up being the seven minute stoppage time. We know what happens there. I mean, if yeah. if he gives that penalty, that place goes crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, there was already Elfat is already not. You know, Elfat has to you know get security to get out of there. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> he has to wait like three hours until the game's over to actually like walk out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. not too many people's favorites. No. That's for sure. No. Yeah, and the goal happens at ninety four oh eight. So you know, goal. Probably still happens even without the stoppage time because yeah. there still probably would have been four or five minutes of stoppage yeah. time. But I mean, yeah. this goal is, you know, it's just it's just it's just sad to watch. Mabiala is super high up; he's almost at the halfway line for some reason. Just allows Buanga to run right at Zuparic, just cuts him in half basically. Just basically gets yeah. right in between him and Chara, sneaks it through Bill's legs as he shoots, and just gets past Ivacic. And I mean, just it's just air just yeah. deflates in the place yeah. i mean there was so many things right that made it wrong mm-hmm. for that goal like i think zuparich cut off he tried to slow him down and cut off the outside which mm-hmm. is what he's supposed to do yeah. to give bravo and and two of them other lanes the problem with that is they almost kind of choked out the lane and then Ivicic couldn't see the ball yeah and it actually so does get deflected it rolled, yeah yeah so by the time it rolled to him yeah uh, so it's, I mean, that was, like I said, that was the good goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Diego's a little, like said, just a tiny, just doesn't get back from the midfield, so he's coming a little yeah. bit late. If he 
puts a leg in there, he's probably a little late and it gets called a pen. But yeah, I mean, Bill is like, if if it's like any other sort of timing, if it's 0.1 seconds earlier, 0.1 seconds later, Bill's there. But it's just perfectly yeah. in the motion where Bill's legs are open a tiny bit open. as he's sliding. Yeah. And it just deflects through there, gets past Ivicic and goes in. Yeah. Because normally I think he would do a double, like a double leg slide mm-hmm. to kind of block that out or block out that low path. Yeah. But he came in too late. And Chara, like you said, Chara came in too late. Um, but Zupar, I thought Zupar did. A lot of people are going to blame him, but I think he he cut off his lane and got everyone back up. Because mm-hmm. that's what the, the first defender's job is to slow everyone down and get everyone else up. Yeah. He slowed him down, got everyone else up, and everything. It does not make everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a pecan pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very tough game. Timbers could have clinched a playoff spot with the win there. Uh, the draw would have helped them. I, I don't. I don't th- actually. I don't think the draw would have helped them at all in terms of standing. Well, just we would have at least been out. tied with Nashville. We've been on forty-seven actually, so it would have helped. With we would have been. What's the? What's we would have been Lake, actually. What's tied Salt Lake's win number? They're on. Okay, 11. they would have passed us anyway. Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so a draw. Uh, what a draw helped. Oh, we would have been Salt up on Nashville. Salt Lake would have jumped us. Minnesota. A draw would have helped us in the sense that losing wouldn't have been the end all be all because as long as Minnesota yeah. lost, it would have been all right. So a draw actually yeah. was very important there because yeah. I think it's about time we get into the decision gate decision day game mm-hmm. Sunday two p.m. against Salt Lake. Huge game. Salt Lake is struggling for a bit of form right now. In their last five MLS games, three losses, two draws. They have scored two goals. And, you know, that's been against... One of the games is against D.C. They had a 2-0 loss against LAFC, a 3-0 against Austin, a 2-1 against Cincinnati, and then a 1-1 draw against Galaxy. I mean, Salt Lake is a very weird team to prepare for, to, you know, to even... Bet, bet against to make any weight sort of any sort of analysis against because they're such a weird team they play such a yeah. weird way one day they're sitting back in and another day they're piling it on you and you know we've you know we've kind of seen that with them they're they just kind of turn it on when they want to and sometimes they are a very incredible team and sometimes they're not yeah but i, th- I think it's um, a very important game for the timbers i, th- I think Lucky for us statistically, they haven't been very spectacular against us. Yeah, I've actually actually um, compiled some stats. Uh, you know, right before we started here, in the last thirteen Thanks. games the Timbers have played against Salt Lake, we have nine wins against them, two draws, two losses, wow. and a thirty-three goals to fourteen. So, <laughs> goal differential of nineteen over the past thirteen games with nine Easy. wins. And you know, you'd think we could start start a little bit of a party already, but it's Salt Lake. Yeah. You know, you never yeah. know. I mean, they we had a home yeah. game against them earlier this season. They grinded us to a complete halt, nil nil game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler and I took two of our friends who didn't know much about soccer. We took them to the army. That was quite possibly one of the worst games to introduce them yeah. to. Yeah, that was a rough one. You know, because the yeah. army energy wasn't great because we just couldn't do anything. Ends up being nil nil, which is like the worst to introduce. You know, someone to yeah. soccer. Uh, that is, it was a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very well setting up. It could be a trap game. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll knock on wood right now. Yeah. But I mean, it you know RSL could finally get pissed off at us and 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 do one at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could also 
be like, you know what? We're we're an MLS tournament team, and we're always really you know doing well in the MLS tournament. Um, and I think I think a draw gets us in, right? Uh, a draw should we have to win out. Depending on other teams, I think so. no, it should get us in because oh, no, Vancouver can't pass us. Yeah, that's right. So. A draw gets us in. Yeah, winner so draw, draw or Vancouver or can't win. pass us. Right. Um, so, I mean, if we, I, I feel like if we do our lineup that we did last game, not this game, but the last game, mm-hmm. but with Mascara on the starting on the right, so Mascara, Eric, um, and then Espria up top, like you said, mm-hmm. yeah. with Moreno and, and and Jimmy on the side, mm-hmm. I think. I think that's a three to one or three one win mm-hmm. for the Timbers lineup. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think one of the biggest things is David Ochoa isn't in goal anymore. You know, they've got yeah, you know, we've, you know, but he's always bad against us. So, yeah. you know, we got there's Zach McMath now. <laughs> you know, hopefully Zach McGraw starts give... so we can see who's yeah. the better Zach Mick. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Mick title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we've we've played against some teams with new players, um, and they did numbers on us. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. There was a goalie I don't remember who it was, and it was like their first game or something. I think we tied them, but it was we were expecting happens. so much more from someone. Yeah, you know, or like even Vancouver because Vancouver got a new goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just because sure. Crepeau's gone, we think Vancouver's a pushover. I mean. They got so no i mean like you say we just got to make sure it's not a trap game mm-hmm. we got to s- study our video and 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 play play their reps and get everyone's chemistry down yeah. and everyone happy and ready to play soccer and the worst part is that their place and you know for as many years of salt lakes had bad you know fan energy and whatnot they've started to sell their place out so that place will be rocking on uh on sunday and you know salt lake comes into it knowing that they need a win a draw does not help them they need a win so they will be pushing for it which it means it's very likely the timbers will end up sitting in and just countering most of the game and we could see a very you know high salt lake possession number in this game and i would be surprised if we didn't yeah we've won games like that yeah we've we've won 40 percent 30% 30% possession games. Mm-hmm. We're pretty we're pretty good at sitting in and then then hitting on the counter. That's yeah. Yeah. right. I mean, there's not there's not many defenders that are as fast as Marino and Espria. No. Even Bravo together, is you know. quick too. Quick. Yeah. And especially with Mascara <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, we've got like a yeah, quick getting, attacking group on the on the sides, yeah. Williamson right. getting just, the ball to unlock the passes. I mean, it, it's yeah. You know, everything clicks. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm really excited to see Eric and Mascara. Mm-hmm start together mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's going to be insane assuming that's all that's the, what happens that's that <laughs> should happens. happen yeah right all those yellow shoes i love it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know like last well last time we played in rsl blanco just cleaned house over there didn't he then we brace in uh, um, rsl it did it was when was the last game in rsl was that this season that no because we had the no la- against uh, last them, year toward the end of the year and then we beat them 2-0 in the playoffs and then I'm trying to. So is it that too? No, the trying to find if this was a home or away game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Blanco had a brace in the uh, in the first half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we won that game three one. So yeah, that was yeah. But yeah, that was that was the very first time that the Timbers admin 
made a meme. <laughs> that was hilarious. We are also unbeaten in our last what five, six against them, including preseason. Five okay. if you're not including preseason, but <laughs> right. and then that's and then we beat them what five six two six, six one six, six, yeah. six, six one six one six one game. Ooh. That was in the middle of our bad stretch too. Yeah. <laughs> that was, right. yeah, we're known to give Salt Lake a little thrashing here yeah. and there. So yeah, I mean so we don't even need that. Like I say, I think if 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 RSL plays like they're hungry and they want to be in the playoff, um, we just play our ball. Yeah, man. Uh, and and. We'll probably get we kind of get out of there. We the one one, yeah. maybe even a two two. Yeah. But I'll I, take a I still I'll take a gritty draw. Was. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, considering we played LFC, which is a ridiculously hard team. Mm. I mean, they're the best team in MLS right now, yeah. and we went toe to toe with them, and we always go toe to toe with them. So yeah. I'm not saying we're RSL is less talented, which I mean, I guess the cost cap say that. Yeah. Uh, we should we should handle RSL. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely and agree with that. There is also the smallest of chances that we can get a home playoff game as well. I mean, that is still very much in the picture. A win and then a LA Galaxy and a Nashville draw or loss gives us a home playoff game. I mean, we could even move up into fifth. But I think one of the biggest questions is, assuming Nashville and Galaxy win, we're sitting in the 6-7 range, would you guys rather play Austin or Dallas? No, Dallas. Austin. Oh, really? Austin's going to be, you Austin. know, you know, new playoff team is going to be. It'll be their first home playoff game. I think more of the nerves would get to them. We've played well against them this season. I mean, Dallas yeah. has, you know, Dallas just, you know, kind of has, yeah, you know, a little more of a lethal attack that I'm more scared of. A lethal attack ra- combined with good defenders. Would you rather play in Austin or in Dallas, though? Think about the atmosphere that you're going to get in Austin or Austin. I, just, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't see myself wanting to play a game against Dallas right now. Yeah, I think yeah. they're they're they have too many U.S. national team players that are yeah, running up for true. World Cup, mm-hmm. and they're really trying to get on form. Uh, there's even a couple of players that are trying to get on the team that are on that yeah. squad. So uh, they're, I think, they're a little more dialed in than Austin, and I would be a little bit more afraid of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Personally. And I also kind of said, Austin, you don't know how they're going to play in the playoffs. It'll be their first yeah. playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. know if they're going to get we nervous. Did, we you don't did know. just beat yeah. them at home too. Yeah, and yeah. So we did just beat them. You know, Geo is very good at game planning for one-offs, one-off games. He's very good at getting yeah. the strategy right for you know one-off game in the playoffs. And against Austin, I mean, I really back, I really back the squad in that more than I do against Dallas because yeah. I am very nervous of a front three of obviously I know you know as good as like. Drusy is. I am very much scared of it, frightened of a front three of, you know, Ferreira, Ariel, and Velasco running at us, yes. while also having you know Pomacall in the middle. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a lot more true. scared of yeah. that combination. Yeah, and what they can do in the playoffs. Yeah, I it's guess fair. it's kind of yeah. You're afraid of more of the attack on one and defense on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean. That could be another six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, <laughs> it could be yeah. could go either way. Like either way, we I mean, we don't tend to do well in Texas, but like you said, Geo does really yeah. good on one off. We um, we tend to do well games. after September, luckily. Yeah. September and after. Yeah, you know, we and beat we the we beat the, the we beat the yeah. true. we beat the Texas curse this year. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I back us to do anything, but <laughs> we can beat the Texas curse. We can do a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean. 
really quickly back to RSL, you got to watch out for Sergio Cordova, Savarino. Their front, their front two is very good. You know, they've got their back line of Glad and Herrera. Off the bench, they have very young and very impressive Diego Luna, who can come mm-hmm. in and be a spark for them. I mean, I watched him play a couple games with the uh, the under under twenty national team, and I mean, he looked he looked great as a part of them. And you know that's a player you definitely have to watch out for as a super sub to affect the game, especially in the high energy. Anderson Julio. He's quick. I mean, yeah. they've got they've got a good, a solid group of guys. Justin Merrim off the bench too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, is it, isn't it Rubio? He's the he's the kid from Beaverton, right? Yeah. He'll probably. Mm-hmm. If he gets some minutes, he always likes playing against Rubio. Yeah, Rubio Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. Rudy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that is, uh, I mean. It is so huge that they get on the front foot of this game. I think, you know, conceding first is obviously that's a bad thing to do, but it'd be even worse than in other games because you get Salt Lake to score first, the crowd, you know, will be even louder from that moment on, and the Timbers will find it even harder to kind of fight back because I don't think, I I don't know how they might do this, but Salt, I don't think Salt Lake will just score one and then all of a sudden go to sitting back. No. Because they understand that they can't risk you know they can't play with their chances like One's that. One's enough, yeah. But I think if they score early, depending on who scores first, if RSL scores in the first half, I think Timbers still come back mm-hmm. and draw because mm-hmm. we're we're really good at uh, even being a goal down. We don't we're, we're a mature team. We don't we don't like I think a couple three four years ago we used to be down a goal or down two goals and we shut down. Yeah, yeah. and then I think that. That, was it Minnesota game? It was four uh, four. Yes, we yeah. came came back from three one yeah. to go up four mm-hmm. three, and then you know <laughs> then they got there. get that draw. <laughs> yeah. But that was an, that was a really impressive gritty game. Mm-hmm. Everyone shut their TV off at halftime. Yeah, like, I don't know. I was how many of my Timbers fans were yeah. like, "No, I'm not watching that game anymore." And then like, it was one of the most amazing games. Like, so I think if if we can score a goal early, uh, and then sit back the entire first half and let RSL just run themselves tired mm-hmm. and then go into the second half and then start picking them apart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of, like you said, that's the biggest thing is holding, holding the fort because to get them tired, then the counter stack starts working even better. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, let's, let's talk about lineups for this game. I think, you know, we obviously see Bill and Zupark in here. Mm-hmm. I think you need to bring McGraw in. Yeah, yeah. You keep, keep Mascara and Bravo. You have Diego Char, of course. Uh, bring Williamson in for Paredes. This is mine. And then keep Moreno and Espria. And then I think you bring Blanco back in for Neoscota. Or I'm trying to decide between Blanco and Jimmy because if we're if we're assuming that we're just counterattacking this game, I think having Jimmy That's in might be, be a lot better. That's, yeah. And then having mm-hmm. Blanco come in as the super sub late in the game to pick out those runs, you know, late in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly think the last the last eleven we had, um, like in the crew game, mm-hmm. and then but instead have Mosquera starting. I think is the only change. Mm-hmm. So who would you put Mosquera uh, in for? Uh, I think I had him in for Bill. Okay. I think I had him in for Bill. So I had a, uh, yeah, Bravo Mosquera, Zach Zoop, Chara. Uh, what's up? Uh, and then Esprit up top, Yemi Moreno, and Eric. Okay, very interesting. So you'd be going to a back four then. Uh, did I go back four? I did go yeah. back four. 
Because, yeah, that game I was think, a back three. I, okay. I think because I... It's the way Google does it, too. It's it's the formation, oh, too. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Because because uh, Google always was messes it up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because he was winging, but he was winging, like, way more forward. Mm-hmm. So... They could, I mean, it could look like Mosquera is playing more forward than right back, or more like a mid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, just if we're sitting back, though, it's probably a four. So, but I like, I do like the five. The five is is was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we do say the solid five, then yeah, I think my only swap would be Mosquera to Iloma. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think you know. Kind of talk about with the five. That's kind of where you need a DP center back. You know, is to be a part of. You know, especially when you're in a back. You know, three center backs. Because I mean, right yeah. now we're running out. You know, Bill Zuparik, and then you know a guy who's. And assuming it's Blake McGraw, we're running out a guy who's in his first season in the MLS. You know, you need to have some kind of you know DP player in there to kind of help shut down the back. And, you know, obviously it matters as much in a back four, but especially in a back five when you have three center backs and we only have one backup center back as well, you know. Yeah. It just brings a little more to having that, you know, DP center back. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a this is a very winnable game. You know, we always win against Salt Lake. It's very important to not let the pressure get to us, to just play it kind of like it's a, you know, it's a normal game. Not really mm-hmm. worry about, other circumstances until you start to lose and then you know worry about what needs to happen mm-hmm. but i mean i think the most yeah. important thing is just you know relaxing and yeah. not scoreboard watching <laughs> you know at yeah. least no I, except for like one assistant i assume that'll be like one assistant coach's job is just yeah. to kind of like scoreboard watch <laughs> he'll just kind of be locked in the you know locked in the locker room just score, just watching, just watching the game on like watching an iPad. Yeah. Telling, telling like an assistant coach or telling Geo that they need to chase a goal or right. something. But no, just like I, I've been saying this the last like four or five games is just try to win out. Just win out mm-hmm. and let the rest of the MLS yeah. figure out their own games. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about anyone else. Yeah. That's all getting your three points. I mean, I think that's probably the yeah. nicest thing about this is that it is in our hands. You know, yeah. we don't have to. It's not like we're Vancouver. And along with the win, we also have to hope for another result because I think, or, you know, know that we have to only win and that's the only thing we can do. You know, it's nice to know that we have two options of what we can do and need be we take a draw. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's nice to know that we are in control of our destiny here. I was just going to bring a big over to you. Yeah. (laughs) No, as I say, especially these last three MLS game weeks, they've been... We couldn't have gotten any more help from any of these teams. Yeah. I think that's thank you for losing thing. Dallas. Yeah, thank you everything for is gone. Nashville. Thank <laughs> Great, you. Like, yeah. It couldn't be like... Mm-hmm. But at the same time, us not winning that game and getting a tie and crew, if we won those two games, we'd be sitting in third right now. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortably. Wow. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, is Yeah, we our, have a you know, home playoff game at that point, guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it so be third or fourth. So if I was so. a coach, I'd be like, all right, you, you've missed those first couple points. This is your fucking game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Excuse it. Excuse my language, but but this is your game. <laughs> yeah, like, I, that's probably exactly what Gio will say. I mean, yeah, honest, probably. I mean. Right? <laughs> right. So like, there's no more forgiveness. There's no more, you know. Let's try to do better. It's like this is it. Like, if you want to make MLS Cup, mm-hmm. you want to make the run like we did last year. This is how we're gonna do it. Yeah. And it's gonna be a hard road, but we're here right now, 
and it's it's right in front of yeah. us. So and then I think I think you said yeah. you said three one. You thought it was going to be the Timbers. Yeah, I think three one right. Timbers. If Tyler? we do our ours. Okay. Well, we got to go. Well, who are your goal scorers then for the three? Yeah. We we like to predict our go, goal scorers. So. I'm gonna go Moreno, Aspria, and Mosquera. Okay. Oh, Mosquera gets that'd one. be that'd be yeah. so that'd be incredible. <laughs> that would. All right, Tyler. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, first I wanted to say the one thing we can't do is pull a Vancouver game from a couple years ago where we literally just needed a draw to both get in the playoffs and win the Cascadia Cup. And then we were losing the game and all we had to do was not lose three nothing and we somehow lost like four one or four nothing or something. And we lost Cascadia yeah, and was, didn't make playoffs. I was at that game. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's un- that is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Yeah, was, but yeah, we were I was that was when Vanny was doing his thing. I mean, Vancouver did a really good run, and you know, kudos to them and and what they did in that playoff. But oh, we were, I thought that was a sure win. I mean, it was like we're at the at the point we that we were down. I was like, okay, we at least have Cascadia Cup. Like we're at least getting something yeah. out of this game. And then yeah. oh, that was that was. Tough and then they to watch. tied it, and I was like, uh oh. Yeah. And then like everyone was deflated. But yeah. That was, that was a deflating one. Yeah. For sure. But. Well, no, we got, dude. I'm so glad we got Cascadia Cup this year. To me, that's I a know. success against Seattle too. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> to sweep them, and yeah. Shut them up. Oh. Yeah, and they didn't make playoffs this year. Yeah, love to see it. Oh. Love to see it. Right. I love. Them. I would still take it. Flopping. I would around. still take a Champions League trophy over over that. But it's nice that yeah. we got those things because if they were like, hey, not only, you know. Did we make the playoffs? Did we win Cascadia Cup? Did we, you know, did we also win the Champions League? You know, at least we got the other things. They don't have everything yeah. over us. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Tyler, what's your what's okay, your score? Yeah. I'm gonna say, I think it's gonna be a tight game, but I do think we are gonna be the better team. Um, I'm gonna say two one in this one. All right, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, I want Dyrone and. Let's say Eric gets one. Ooh, I yeah. think I think as much as like nice. I would love to predict a win. I think it's just like a one-one, you know, sort of game because I don't I don't really see us putting it all forward as much as you know we'd probably like to see, especially if we're not losing. So I really think we see like a nitty gritty one-one, you know, grind it out sort of game. And you know, I'm thinking. I think it's going to be Espria, Mister October. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's yes. he's clutch. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come in and find a way to score. I you know, it's just oh. written in the stars for Espria. And he started him, out October with the goal. Started out this October with the goal. He's just going to get another yeah. one. Just that simple. Right. I should just uh, make a meme of him and Lederhosen or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah, Timbers. You know, they need to do their thing. Two o'clock. Uh, is it ES- I think it's ESPN, right? It's not ESPN two or anything. Um, I think it might be ESPN. Is it? ESPN. I think it might be two. Why would it be on ESPN two? Oh my goodness. Not sure. Let me see. It is ESPN two. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know what could be on ESPN at that time, on Sunday. Oh no, it's it's playoff baseball. They're saving it for playoff oh, baseball. Okay. That's okay. what they're saving it that's for. Why, that uh, that's why. That's why NYCFC can't have a home game. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's baseball playoffs. Yeah. So I'm. I was bantering this uh, NYCFC uh, fan. Uh, I was like, I hope you guys get a first round you know, <laughs> home playoff game against Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> because you'd be playing in Red to Bull. Find somewhere else. Well, because like they can't, you know, they have to. They'd have to like play it at Red Bull Stadium because they yeah. couldn't even go to like the Mets Stadium because the Mets are gonna. The Mets yeah. could be in the, you know, in the next in the playoffs. It's all baseball, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Should be a good game. Uh, you know, we've been going. This is probably gonna be our longest episode yet. And I, I mean, I'd hate <laughs> yeah. to cut off all the fun we're having, but I, I, I do have to get to class. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No but worries. I, I mean, it's been a uh, rocky. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank it's you. It's been so much fun. Yeah, uh, shout out your Instagram page again one more time. Just let the people yeah, know. Yeah, it's uh, Talk in the Woods on Instagram. T A L K N D A W O O D S. Um, I'm on there pretty much all the time. You can DM me if you got any questions. Um. Yeah, or if you if you have stuff that you want to get signed, your signatures or whatever, uh, you can send those to me as well. Um, and I'll get them signed and send them back to you. Um, and then yeah, keep a uh, keep an eye out for prize prizes coming up. And uh, Jeremy, Tyler, thank you so much for having yeah. me on, man. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, have a good day, everyone, and let's go Timbers. You go Timbers. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow our Twitter and Instagram, where we will have live commentary during games and posts about when we release new episodes. Also, if you have any soccer-related questions or comments about the episode, feel free to send them to either of our social medias. Our Twitter is at TimberspotPod, and our Instagram is TimbersFromTheSpot. Thank you guys for listening, and go Timbers!